Attention all stations, outer lock is now open. Stand by to launch camera drones. Surrender, you lily-livered lovers! Another broadside and you goes down with the tide! Yep, I'd rather be called deadly, but my killer's show too friendly. Thank you, cause way down deep inside I've got a dream. Very well then, give him a broadside. Pound em, lads, pound em! W. D w. Radio. You're in Hello, everybody, and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 210 for the week of February 20th, 2011. Walt Disney World is not just a place for kids and families to enjoy their time in the parks. In fact, it's one of the most popular destination wedding locations in the world. It's a place where fairy tale dreams have become reality for more than 40,000 brides and grooms. Each is unique and reflects the couple, and this week we're going to meet a couple that's going through the planning process for their fairy tale wedding. We'll follow them along the way to go through the initial planning process through each of the steps in the preparation to the rehearsal and actual wedding in Walt Disney World. We'll start off this week by going through the preliminary phases and finalizing details as they get ready for the big day. Whether you're planning your own or curious about the process, it's an interesting look at how Disney literally makes dreams come true. I'll have a few announcements and then play more of your voicemails at the end of the show, so sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. Disney, we use words like magic, fantasy, and dreams. And for many little girls, their dream is of being a Disney princess. And as they get older, that dream morphs a little bit, but it still pretty much remains the same. Although now the dream may become about the white dress or the horse-drawn carriage or maybe a regal castle off in the distance as they celebrate their wedding vows. And for more than 40,000 princesses so far, that dream has become a reality as they had their fairy tale wedding come true here in Walt Disney World. It's recognized as one of the top ranked honeymoon destinations and destination weddings venues in the world. And really the sky is the limit depending on how you want to theme your wedding, whether it's a Cinderella style wedding in the Magic Kingdom, a Hollywood style extravaganza over at Hollywood Studios, a themed wedding, 
in Epcot, or maybe even something safari-themed over at Disney's Animal Kingdom. There is the Wedding Pavilion and so many other wonderful venues. And what I thought would be interesting, because I get so many questions from people about the idea of having a Disney wedding or a Disney-themed wedding, would be to talk to a couple that is making their fairy tale romance come true and having their wedding right here at Walt Disney World. And I thought it'd be interesting to follow them along in the process as they go from the proposal to the planning to the actual wedding and the honeymoon thereafter. So uh, I want to introduce you again to some friends and uh, not, I guess, not relatively recently engaged couple, Stephanie and Larson. Guys, welcome back. How's everybody doing? Hey, everybody. You may recognize Stephanie Larson from such podcasts as the Disney's Wild Africa Trek recap video. And uh, you actually joined me for a little while when we did an open house from Disney's Wedding Pavilion. Of course, it's only appropriate that since we're talking about Disney weddings, you can hear from the background music that we're in Adventureland. So. <laughs> uh, the pirate music might be a little foreshadowing for the adventure that is about to uh, be put before you because it is it, it, getting married is an adventure and there's no better way to do it than here in Walt Disney World. So as I said, we talk about, for a lot of people, uh, this being their dream come true. Stephanie, is this, you, you were always a Disney fan, or was the idea of maybe a Disney wedding something you always dreamed about? Yes, I've always been a Disney fan my whole life, and I remember um, when they did the first Disney wedding in the Wedding Pavilion and the televised special, I remember looking at my mom going, I want to get married at Disney World. Yeah, they did it, um, they televised it back in 1995 on Lifetime as part of the Weddings of a Lifetime series, and I think you and a lot of very young princesses got it in their mind that it wasn't something that you just thought about doing or, oh, I wish somebody would propose to me in front of the castle. You could really do it and uh, and have your wedding here. Absolutely. It's always been a dream to do it. Larson, I'm sure for you, too. This is something you've, you've dreamt about since birth. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know about since birth. I mean... You know what? To be 100% honest, in the back of my head every time, you know, you kind of go past on the monorail, the wedding pavilion. Um, yeah, I'm a Disney fan, so I was always, I always had that thought, okay, yeah, I would like to have, I'd like, I'd like to, to, to do that if, you know, when that day comes, but, you know, is the person that I'm going to meet going to be that into Disney and will want to do that? So I wasn't banking on it or anything like that. I'm not, you know, like I said, like I said putting hopes and dreams away to, <laughs> to do it. But I thought, you know, okay, yeah, it'd be, it'd be kind of cool. But, again, not something that, that I was kind of putting money on going to happen. So Yeah, and you were a Disney College Program cast member. You were a bellhop over the Tower of Terror. You could actually see Larson in some of the uh, B-roll footage and some of the Disney Vacation Club and some of the other planning videos. But having a Disney fan wasn't necessarily a prerequisite to, uh, to who you met? Correct. Correct. Yeah, Steph and I actually met online, so people who, you know, think that that stuff doesn't work out, or it, it can definitely work out. We've been together three and a half years now. Give or take. Give or take, yeah. <laughs> Something short. Give or take, yeah. We missed our anniversary this year. It, we, we, were, we, were, uh, we were up north visiting family, and it was three days afterwards. We're like, oh, wait, uh, happy anniversary. <laughs> Yeah. You start to forget it more and more as time goes on. So, listen, I celebrated my 10th wedding anniversary by bringing my wife out to D23. Not to celebrate, but to work the tables. <laughs> but uh, your story is interesting, too, because uh, you just literally like a day after your proposal, uh, you, there was actually a Disney Weddings open house. It was actually one that I was doing a live broadcast from. Tell us, Larson. Obviously, you had planned that out months in advance. Uh, yeah, if you if when you say months, you mean you know, 
coincidentally, yes. <laughs> then yes, I planned it out. No, it was um, the the proposal was kind of it was kind of interesting. It wasn't a traditional down on one knee type of thing because um, the the surprise actually was kind of. I don't know if you can call it ruin, but we, we, we made it work. Um, we were actually on a, on a cruise, and Steph thought, uh, Steph's actually uh, her brother's teacher, um, or I'm sorry, yeah, her brother's teacher, who is, is 23 and autistic, um, her teacher and her were out at one of the clubs on the, on the cruise ship and, and uh, kind of let the cat out of the bag that I had ordered the ring. Well, <laughs> let, let's go one step further. You can tell you guys are almost married because already it's like, no, 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 I'm going to finish telling the story. What happened was everyone could see how depressed, everybody on the cruise that was with our group, minus me, knew he bought the ring. Everybody knew. And we're, you know, when you're on a cruise in the islands, there's all these jewelry stores. So you get jealous, you know, you sit there, you're like, I'm looking at rings. Why isn't he buying me one? So finally we were out, we were out and my friend Carrie went, I got to tell you something, but you're going to hate me, but I got to tell you. And what are you going to say? No, don't tell me when someone tells you that. So she told me. And I told him the next day that, that I knew. So um, I basically, for, for that reason, needed to, um, uh, you know, do something that kind of still took her by surprise and, and, and you know, because she, she knew that it was there, but she just didn't know when she was getting it. So what I did, I actually work for, um, for Apple, uh, the computer company. I, I don't usually like saying that. Because some people don't know who Apple is. Lou's laughing at me. Of course, he Apple knows, as he opposed knows. to, you know, the farming company that is Apple. Um, anyway, so, so yeah, which, like I said, I don't usually like saying where I work because people either, you know, the first question out of their mouth is, so how much of a discount can you get me? Or um, I'm having this broken computer. Can you fix it? Um, but what I did was uh, both of our iPhones actually needed um, the extended warranty on them. So what I did was I got Apple Care for our phone. Finally get it open, and she opens the box and takes out the registration card and kind of puts it aside after looking at it because <laughs> she didn't have her contacts in, so she couldn't see 100% clearly. Uh, but finally, something else kind of fell out of the box that came with the ring, and she realized, wait a second, what's going on? Looks at the registration card, saw the ring taped to it, and... Um, Jumped on it. So I'm, I'm sure that's exactly how the two of you each had scripted what your proposal was going to be like. It went, <laughs> obviously, according to plan. But fortunately for both of you, just two days later, Disney Weddings had an open house, which was an open invitation to come by and tour the wedding pavilion by, over by uh, Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa, as well as Franck Studio, and meet some of the wedding planners there. I, I assume, you know, that for you guys was the start of the planning process. Not everybody sort of falls into it that way. Obviously, you guys are local. But tell us about how the process began for you by coming over to the pavilion. Well, my mom, as soon as as soon as we called her, she goes, "You have to go to Disney on Sunday. There's a there's a there's an open house. You have to go." I was she like, "Wow!" So she had <laughs> she had been working this out in her head. So we went, and um, I went with my friend Nicole from work, and it was it was really nice. We it was a kind of a rainy day, so we went. We had lunch at. Um, at the Grand Floridian Cafe, then we walked over to Franks, and, you know, it was nice, you got to walk around, you got some information cards, you know, I filled out a guest book that, you know, I, yes, I want to have my wedding here, and um, we, went, uh, we went home, and the next day I ended up calling and said, listen, you know, I'm, I'm really serious, I'd really like information, I'd really like to have my wedding there. They put me in, um, in contact with our wedding consultant, because you have a consultant before you have a planner, um, and I spoke to Joe DiMatteo on the phone, and um, we set up a site visit. We told him all of our different ideas. So he said, you know, just come in. What we'll do is we'll walk around. We went on Larson's day off and we 
you start at Franks and they take you around to all the places you want to go. So first we looked at... I was say, give us an example, because I think a lot of people, when they think Disney wedding, say, oh, well, I have to get married at the wedding pavilion. Give us some of the, an idea of some of the options that they presented to you. You can do pretty much anything with Disney. You can have your ceremony at the beach. You can have it at different resorts. You can have it pretty much anywhere. There's, um, I, we, have, we were looking at a couple different options. Um, we were looking at the Yacht and Beach Club, um, at the gazebo. We were looking at the boardwalk, a couple different places, but we really didn't have an idea of what we wanted, so he let us pick whatever options we wanted to look there, at. There are tons and tons of options. I think they're really good with kind of, you know, they, they do ask you how many people you know, do you think you're going to be having? And, and then they can suggest places. So, you know, while you may say um, the, the gazebo area off to the left, you know, if you're going from Boardwalk into Epcot, there's that kind of um, gazebo there. A lot of people see that and say, oh, I'd love to get married. That's really only for about 25 to 30 people. But like I said, the, the biggest thing is they will work with any couple, any budget. It does not make a difference. And I think we should just mention price real quickly because I think for a lot of people, they think about a Disney wedding and they think it's going to be incredibly expensive and, and nobody can afford it. And if you want to go, you know, full out, they have different levels. But you can start for a small, you know, for a smaller wedding, um, I believe like an, what they call an escape wedding collection for about $4,750, somewhere around there. So if that's something that fits into your budget, they can do it, of course. After that, the sky is certainly the limit. And yes, the sky is certainly <laughs> the limit. We can talk about we that can, later. We don't need uh, to talk about man. that right now. <laughs> you can have anything you want if you, if you can pay for it. <laughs> but yeah, they really, if you go to them and say, I have X amount of dollars to spend on the wedding totally, including dress, including everything, this is what I can spend, they will work with you. And they will do everything they can to create your perfect moment, whether it be floral, any, any, anything that you want to see, they can take care of it and they can find a way to price it correctly. And as long as we're talking about price, you mentioned, say, oh, you talk about floral, you talk about dress. When you met with your wedding consultant, did you find that it really, if you want it to be, Disney can be a one-stop shop, so you don't have to worry about going elsewhere to try and find a florist, a videographer, a photographer, even your dress? Um, that's, you, you don't really do that with your consultant. You get that more more information with your planner after you've paid the deposit and you've picked everything out and they say, okay, this person's working with you. But those things, yes. if you want it to be, those things are available. With the, ex- with the exception of the dress, even though there is the Kiersey uh, Kelly for Disney dresses, they're not available on site. Um, you can get everything at Disney minus invitations um, and that kind of stuff. They, they There are... S- we, we, we went with someone who's recommended by Disney, who's actually one of two people that has the rights to put Disney on your invitations. Um, Characters are all, or it's, it's all licensed material, so it, you, know, you can't just go to, you know, your aunt or uncle who owns a, you know, a, a, an invitation business and, and expect them to have, you know, Mickey or your favorite Disney character on that, or, on that paper. Oh, I'm sorry. Or, or to be able to customize it, because there is the Disney um, invitations that you can go online and get. But if you want custom, beautiful, not not that they're not beautiful, but if you want custom invitations that have hidden Mickey's, if you want, or that have that you can design something, you're going to have to go with someone who has the licensing materials to use it. Which is what we did. I think it was worth a little bit of extra of the cost instead of ordering them online because our invitations are absolutely gorgeous. I was going to say that for you because I've seen the invitations and they are spectacular because. They've got the Disney touch, but they're still very elegant. 
and I literally took my little, you know, I had the little ivory cranes paper thing. I took it off the wall and threw it away <laughs> because yours, because yours was gorgeous. But and that's what I was trying to find out because it's, I think people need to understand that. Disney will make it as easy for you as possible if you want their help in any sort of capacity. Like like Steph was saying, there are you know certain things that you have to go with Disney for, but you don't you know they they recommend that you go with Disney for most of your stuff because they've all worked all the different teams work so closely together. So the the floral team knows the actions and can anticipate the actions of you know the catering team so if something happens day of the day of the event you know you need an extra table or two and you went to an outside company to get all that stuff there's no guarantees you're getting that stuff if you went with disney for all of that kind of stuff then you know minutes before the wedding you can they can change stuff up and and like i said all those teams kind of anticipate each other we went i think with everything with disney except for um photography photography, photography and videography and our photographers are are people that um they're, they're very well known in the area, and they've also done a lot of Disney weddings. So the people at Disney, they know exactly, when we said who we were going with, they knew exactly who they were. They, they were well balanced with that dance. You don't have to go with everything for Disney, but personally I recommend it because especially if you're really trying to capture the essence of Disney or the magic of Disney or whatever you're trying to encompass, they have all the, um, they know what they're doing. And they've been doing it. They're all trained to know what they're doing. And you feel, for the second that you walk in there, just the, the first time you're meeting your consultant to when you're actually sitting down in the guts of it and, and planning your wedding, you feel taken care of the entire time. You always feel at ease. Even when you're freaking out, which I have, um, even when you're freaking out, they, they're like, no, don't freak out. It's okay. We can do X, Y, and Z, blah, 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 blah. And they really, they take very good care of you. I mean, the other thing that I've noticed throughout this entire process, and we've been going at it for, for a while now, um, is that, and, and you can back me up on this, Steph, but they do weddings every day of the year. But not once when we've dealt with our planner or consultant or anything like that do they make it, you feel special the entire time, and you feel like you're the only couple that, that Disney Fairy Tale Weddings is working with at that time, which I think is very, very unique and very, very cool. You don't, you don't feel like you're on an assembly line at all. Um, you feel like they're, they're taking care of every little touch. Even if you decide to go, you know, I was talking with my planner about figuring out something for, for the wedding about bubbles. And, she was, and I was like, I think I'm just going to order it from Oriental Trading. And she's like, that's a great idea. Do that. We'll take care of it. We'll put it in baskets for you. You just hand us the stuff. They literally... They know what they're doing. And, you know, when I call Amy, our planner, hi, Stephanie, how are you? She remembers everything about us. How's your family? How's the... She, she really makes you feel like I'm, I'm her only wedding that she's planning when I know she's doing a lot more than just mine. <laughs> and you get, don't get the sense from what I, I, I gather from you that it's you've got to use all Disney all the time from beginning to end. They are willing to work with you, obviously, and in your budget. So... So you've met with your consultant. You are exploring the different options as far as venues. So is it sort of a, uh, a first round of a general acquainting you with what they can do as opposed to the actual planning process? That's exactly what it is. And it's funny because when I talked to um, Joe on the phone, I, I shot off a bunch of ideas. One of being um, I was looking at American Adventure at Epcot. But when we actually walked through some of the ideas, it didn't work for me because for American Adventure, you have to have a 7 p.m. wedding service and then go over to Epcot at 9. 
and I know for the guests, I have kids, I have my brother who's autistic, we needed to have it earlier. So that it was easy to chop that one right out of my, my mind. But I tell you, the second I walked into the, chat, the wedding pavilion, the second I walked in there, there was no way I could say we're not getting married here. Without any decoration, it is probably one of the most beautiful spaces I've ever been in. And it's hard to not immediately picture myself in a white dress walking down with a castle literally in the distance, directly behind where we're going to be standing. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, you think cliche. And that's exactly, to be honest, what I thought. And, and I kind of wanted to do something in the parks or something along those lines. But like, like I said, when you walk in there, it's just, yeah, you, you know, you're, really, you're really taken aback by it. So it's just without even any decoration or anything like that. It's they did such a good job putting that together that you don't need to spend an arm and a leg to to outfit the entire thing to to get it to look unbelievable. And so it was the next step in the process to be assigned to your actual planner when you say, okay, this this is what I want to do. At no point, at up to this point, you haven't had to make any sort of deposit, any sort of financial or uh, commitment otherwise. But then you get to that next level where you'll be, okay, I'm really serious about it. And that's when you're assigned a planner. Tell us about those steps. Well, first you have to, first you make your deposit. Um, then you have to figure, fill out a room block. You think of how many people you're going to have. And there's some paperwork to do. You're forgetting the coolest part of, of the deposit. Oh. When you, when, you <laughs> se- when, you, when you send the deposit in, and by when we did, I mean, when my lovely mother, I love you, Mommy, <laughs> sent in the deposit. We got um, in the mail from Joe, our consultant, two little green vouchers, which are vouchers for free annual passes to be used whenever you want to exchange them. Before the wedding, after the wedding, five years from now, they're always valid. Ours will be when our passes are up for this year. And that was our little present from Disney Fairy Tale Weddings. But that's not the question he asked, Larson. I'm sorry. I just thought it was really cool that, you know... But well, we also said that it was the most expensive parent. The most expensive <laughs> annual passes my mother ever bought me. <laughs> but so we get the we you know you get the paperwork you fill out the you fill out the paperwork and then they tell you you know in a few weeks or so you'll get you'll hear from um, your planner and basically when you when you first get the once you first get the deposit you get this nice long list of a timeline which is set out beautifully what you should be worried about now what you should be worried about 12 months what you should be worried about nine months six months all the way down to a few days before your wedding everything in a perfect timeline to show you what you need to worry about i had my dress the next month my bridesmaids all had their dresses the next month we took care of his tuxes over the summer we really followed the list because it was easier to put together it was very easy to follow so you didn't i didn't have any real stress about the wedding the only time I've ever had any real stress was after first getting the, the estimate. That was the first time I freaked out. Um, but there was no real worry. There's no pressure put on you as a bride. You know, you watch shows like Bridezilla and these chicks are freaking out. I haven't had any of those moments and my weddings in several weeks. Well, and the timeline is, listen, I put one together when I got married <clears throat> a while back. Um, and, and it is. There's a lot of stress because there's so much to think about. So the fact that it's done for you, you know, I put together the big wedding binder, but they sort of put that together for you. You mentioned, you know, being, you're now 40 some odd days out and being a year. How far, or at what point did you decide on what your wedding date was going to be? And is that sort of, is it when you make your deposit? Um, I don't remember when we made the deposit, but I picked the date. That was, at, that was with the coordinator. It was with the coordinator. Yeah. So we... 
I, after we had our, our meeting, our site tour, my mom and I started talking dates. And we said, okay, when can we do this? So I, I had spoken to Joe on a Friday. And I said, what about this date? And it was March 26th. And when I called him, it was March 23rd. And he said, it has to be a year before. It's not like that anymore. But then it had to be 12 months before. So he's like, the 26th, I think it was a Monday or something like that. Or he's, or he's like, call me on Monday and we'll see if we can secure it. I'll put it in a note in the calendar to say, if anybody calls before you call me, I'm gonna, which I called him the second the, the, the hours open, um, to try to book that date. So I called him. We got the date. Um, it's, it's booked on the calendar, but it's not guaranteed until you pay the deposit. One thing I remember from doing the, spending the day at the open house and doing the live broadcast, and actually I know I, I posted a video uh, as well too that I'll link in this week's show notes, is that there are a number of online planning tools available. Is that something that you were given right away or something that you guys took advantage of? And if so, tell us about that part of the experience. Oh, my mama knew about those online planning tools well before we were engaged. My mother was planning a Disney wedding for a while. Um, they are helpful, but you see minimum expenditures with some of the prices. That's where it gets a little confusing because you'll see something like minimum expenditures. You're like, oh, okay, the wedding's only going to cost this. And then, 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 that doesn't work that way. So the online planning tools help for an idea of, I think, for images, for what you're looking for with your wedding. Um, some of the price figures help a little bit, but you you get a lot more out of it when you have your planner. That's when you really, you sit there and you're meeting with them for several hours, even though it goes by really fast and it doesn't feel like it, but you really need to sit down with someone to walk you through it. Because I think with anything when it comes to wedding, online planning is nothing like the real deal. I'm smiling because as you talked about minimum expenditures, it brought me back 14 years. Trust me, it's the same in Disney World as it is in Shrewsbury, New Jersey. The minimum expenditures and what you actually spend are usually two completely different things. But, I mean, the online the online site is very helpful. They have a lot of features on there to, to answer a lot of questions. They have a lot of... And as, as we've gone through the planning process, they've updated it quite a bit. There's more pictures, like for wedding cakes, when you're thinking about doing things. They have a lot of pictures online, so you can really get an idea of what you're personally looking for. Or you can see some Something. And with Disney, they, they can do anything you want. If you see a cake that you love and it's in purple and gold and you want it in pink and black, they can do it. You just It's just to get an idea of it. So tell us about the, the next step in the planning process. You've made your deposit. You have you. You've got your wedding planner now who obviously is, is very well aware of who you are and what you want to do. Take us through the process up to now. Uh, well, I think it's what six months before or eight months. Six months before is when you have your 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 planning session, which for us was from what nine in the morning till nine two. Until, no, it was nine until nine until twelve, and then that's right two until four. Yeah, so yeah, nine nine to twelve, and it's a, it's a little overwhelming to be honest when you when you when you first think about it. You're like, all right, that's how many hours that I got to sit there. Well, me being the groom. <laughs> How many hours that I got to sit there and listen to all this stuff? But um, With my parents, thank you. They're your in-laws, Jen. <laughs> what she said. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So I mean, you're, you know, you're sitting there and and, and you kind of show up, and and I had no idea what to expect to be 100 percent honest uh, with you. But you, literally, you show you show up, you go into this room. You sit, it's the two of us with. Steph's parents and um, you start planning a wedding um, and they really take you through you know I think they're using a timeline as well from 
you know, beginning of the morning and 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 that thing to 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 the to the to reception. Um, one of the things that uh, now, kind of looking back at it, ask for prices up front if you can, um, because otherwise you will be shocked when you get kind of your your budget. So as you're going over stuff, um, if you can, like I said, you know, ask for ask for prices. Um, but that being said, they they can do a lot of different stuff. And you can also go in. I assume you can you know you can see everything that they have to offer. But if you say, look, I've got X amount of dollars to spend. They're not going to show you the gold-plated, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, and they have it set up that they have a big, you know, large street television so that when you get, start talking about um, place settings, like they have pictures of the place settings. So this is what this looks like. So when they talk about, let's say, the room, for example, here's what it looks like with this setting. Here's what it looks like with that setting. Here's what it looks like with round tables. Here's what it looks like with square tables. Um, and, and they really, you know, they ha- they've... They've obviously documented all the weddings that they've done, so they they have you know pictures of every possible scenario that you can that you can think of. Everything from a very elegant, simple wedding that wouldn't cost an arm and a leg to some of the most lavish things I've you know you've ever seen. Not that one is better than the other, but it really gives you an idea of okay, I want to do something simple but elegant, but I would like a little panache there and there. They do a very good job of showing you everything. So, and even if, even if you like one thing about something and you can pick and choose and really customize, customize your experience. That's why personally I recommend the Wishes collection. That's what we're doing. Um, Escape is smaller, is the small weddings. Wishes is kind of in the middle and then there's the couture weddings. With the Wishes you have far more control to be able to customize your experience. The couture, you're you're very set in stone. First off, it's incredibly expensive. It's it starts at fifty thousand dollars for or something like that for fifty people, or is it like seventy five thousand dollars something like that for fifty people? So you have to sit there and think, okay, when with something like that, it's very you can have this kind of centerpiece or this kind of centerpiece. You can't customize. So. Which you can get an idea. So knowing that the escape starts at around forty seven fifty, again these prices. Or something to change without notice. <laughs> Wishes uh, starts about ten thousand for twenty guests, and according to Disney, the average wedding at Disney for fifty people runs around twenty thousand dollars. But again, you can scale, you know, far below and certainly way up from there. That's about right. I think that's about right. Um, we're having a hundred people. Well, that's how it on the guest list. We haven't got all the invites back. <laughs> Maybe someone will say no and send gifts. Just kidding. Love you, um, but. It, the prices again. It it, it 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 does vary. I mean, if you want to have rose petals down the down the aisle uh, and the, in the ceremony, excuse me, I'm losing my train of thought. If you want to have rose petals, that's three hundred and fifty dollars. Well, it doesn't sound like a lot until you add in X, Y, and Z. What's nice is that you get a when when you when you're done with your planning session and they send you the budget, you say, okay, I've got this to work from, and you can pick and choose, and they have no problem. It's not like, oh, you want to change things. It's this is just a first draft. Where do we go from here? And we've had several drafts since we've gone through it, and they're very and they're very and your planner is more than willing to work with you on every little thing you need to do. The the the, fir- the first draft was a lot a lot more than 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 we thought, and I remember getting the email at work. And just giggling at it for a solid 45 seconds because I knew that Steph was at home 
having right. a heart attack. <laughs> like, because I know the way that she gets, and she can freak out sometimes. So she was probably at home going, "Oh my God, we're not going to be able to have this wedding at Disney. It's not going to happen." And I'm just, exactly I just I sat, I just sat, and like I said, looked at it and giggled. But um, yeah, I mean, we were able to take a step back, st- take a step back, and find out what was really, really important to us. One of the things that um, I think they said at the at the open house that second time was like when you're when you're really thinking of a lot of this kind of stuff it's mainly an idea that you have so so let's say you want um you know a certain kind of flower well that flower is going to be a lot more expensive if it's not in season and all that kind of stuff so when you really kind of get get to the bare bones and say okay is it really just a color that you're looking for not necessarily that flower because then they can go and they can say all right well this time of year this flower is is that same color and you know we can use that one instead of this one and save you x amount of dollars so when you do get that initial estimate, and that's exactly what it is an estimate, they're willing to work with you and say, I really want to spend X amount, or these are the things that are important to me, and you can scale it back accordingly. Um, but tell me, you know, having to, so not being able to get everything you want, were you still satisfied when you got to where you wanted to be with it being your fairy tale? Absolutely, because there's things that are important to me and there's things that are not. And when you have to, I think the biggest, biggest advice I can give to any bride is your wedding's going to be beautiful and no one's going to remember whether you had this place setting or that place setting. You want to create a memorable experience. No one's going to remember if you had a tool ceiling decoration or if, if it was, if, or if you just had the chandeliers in the ballroom. You have to really take a step back and, and remember that this day is going to be beautiful no matter what, no matter what. And just because it's not the dream you initially had doesn't mean it's not going to be your dream wedding. It's also you want your, your guests to have a good time. I mean, you know, in our circumstance, our families are from, uh, New, my family's from New York, Steph's family's from Maryland. They're traveling a long way. You, you want them to have a good time. It's not about me and Steph. We'll have a good time regardless, you know, because it's our, our family will be there and it's people that we care about that, you know, that are going to be there. Um, so that's what this, this wedding is. It's for them. No, really, it's not about having a good time. It really is all about the food. Good. Because, <laughs> because I know we have been talking about this idea for a long time, and one of the things uh, I was upset to have missed because I had a speaking engagement somewhere <laughs> was another an important part of the planning process was deciding upon your menu. And I have never seen anyone talk about food except when I listen to my own show. <laughs> um, tell us about when you when you get to that part. How far out was it? And, you know, for those of us who've watched some of the shows on TV, we followed that couple along in their... Tell us about the menu selection as, as Larson smiles. <laughs> so the uh, the menu tasting was scheduled for directly after the planning session. So, the, the And how far out are we? This is also six months. Like yeah. I said, the same day that initial planning session occurred for us was our menu tasting. And I think they do that purposely, obviously, because, like I said, not everybody's in our situation where they, where they live, live closely, closely. So they have to kind of do it the same day. So the entire planning session, all my mind was, was, all right, when are we eating? Um, and so the, the, the planning session actually kind of ended with cake tasting. The cake tasting doesn't happen at the menu tasting. It was in the middle. It didn't end uh, the cake tasting. Whatever. It was, it was the, menu t- the cake tasting was during the planning session. It wasn't during the menu tasting. Is that Are you guys sure you're not married already? <laughs> so um, so you know, they kind of bring out the four. There's like four different kinds of cake that they have. And then like I think eight different kinds of icing. And it was just kind of like we were snacking on that the rest of the planning session. And that was just, you know, that was an appetizer as compared to... 
Um, so, <laughs> so with the with the with the menu tasting, you basically have they 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 give you menus in this packet that you get initially. Um, the biggest advice I can give for that is when they ask you what you want to taste and pick your essentially your menu for the menu tasting is don't pick stuff that you know what it tastes like. A shrimp cocktail is pretty much going to taste like a shrimp cocktail no matter where you go. Um, so the kind of stuff that we picked was kind of stuff that was a little bit more out there. Um, essentially, we had to pick uh, two appetizers, two salads, and three entrees. Um, and that's kind of an understatement compared to what we got. Because I figured, all right, if I'm going to pick these things, we're going to get small little tasting portions, just enough to kind of get, get what we... No. It was. You sure can. Thanks. So when you think menu tasting, you probably think, you know, they'll maybe set up a table for you in the ballroom. No, 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 no. They walk you back through the Grand... We went went back through the Grand Floridian ballrooms into the kitchen. They had a table, like, uh, from one of the high tops that they actually cook on. They had chairs, stools pushed up for there with... Director's chairs, yeah. Director's chairs, excuse me. Director's chairs. There was that um, Mickey and Minnie statue bobblehead that has the... They had flower petals everywhere. They had a a magnetic sign... What was those signs? Like the signs that showed... The scrolling signs that said, congratulations, Stephanie and Larson, and it went in red and in yellow Mm -hmm. and in multicolor. You walk in there and you feel like you're at the chef's table of the ballroom, pretty much. And I mean, they they introduce you to your chef for the for the experience, and literally, you're sitting in front of stoves and and you know prep stations and all this other kind of stuff. Coolest meal ever. So, and if you've seen some of the videos that used to be on things like Travel Channel and that experience that that couple went through, that wasn't something that, that was obviously staged for that. That's something that all of you go through, no matter if you're having your inexpensive wedding or your grand wedding. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, like I said, we, we got introduced to our chef for the day. And, you know, she was like, listen, all of this stuff can change. You know, this is really just to kind of get an idea as to what you guys like. Um, but, you know, we can we can change things up as needed. There's also, obviously, you're, you're dealing with Disney. So if you have guests that have special dietary needs, they will work with all of them. Um, so we sit down and they actually have all the stuff that we, were, that we chose was actually on a printed menu saying, congratulations, Stephanie and Larson at the top with all the different courses that we had chosen. Um, um, and they started to bring out course after course after course. And, and like I said... Cooking it. Cooking it in front of true. us. Yeah. Cooking the next course while they were bringing out the first course. Sorry. <laughs> so, um, and like I said, I, I expected small little tastings, but it was full-blown portions where towards the end I was kind of getting a little full and I was like, I can't not eat it because the chef is right there. And if I don't eat it, it's going to be rude. Larson subscribes to lose <laughs> mentality with food. <laughs> So um, we had a not, and it wasn't just salads and that kind of stuff. They also did like you know uh, a, a sample of like the intermezzo. So they do like a sorbet, um, and the sorbet was actually shockingly enough served in a ice sculpture of Cinderella's glass slipper, with uh, which with an LED inside, and it was absolutely amazing. And then we heard the price for it, and we said that's not so amazing anymore. <laughs> But it was it was really nice, you know. They had it set up, and my dad kept on saying as we were as as each course would come out, I can't. Believe, this isn't banquet food. This is what we're having at the wedding. We're having this at the wedding. I must I must have this dish. And we picked. Most people don't pick their wedding off of um, off of the the menu because sometimes you have other things in mind. You just want to try new things. No, we picked our menu from the menu tasting menu. And some of the some of the ideas we just kind of were like, eh, let's try that one, and let's try that one, and okay. And again, you're not limited to what's on there. You can actually adjust and say, well, I'd like to have A, B, or C. 
Exactly. Um, and it was funny because we kept on, like, we had the first salad. We're like, this is amazing. We must have it. And then we had the next salad. We're like, okay, this one is also amazing. What are we going to do? You know what I mean? These are the decisions we have to make is what food we're going to have. <laughs> and, and, and I have pictures of all of this. So if you want the pictures for the site, I am more than happy to, uh, to surrender them so that people can see kind of, you know, what the experience was like. Because it was... He was texting them to Lou the entire time. <laughs> That's how he has the pictures of them. He was texting them. He was like, oh, my God, he's going to be so jealous. And I, and I made sure to take, you know, like before and after shots, too. So like, this is what the plate looks like full. This is what it looks like after I've eaten it. <laughs> But um, the other thing that was kind of cool is they, that you actually not only have a, a, a chef there, but there is a waiter there to serve drinks and, and you know, do that. And it was actually really funny. At one point, um, the head chef for the, for the ballroom comes over and, uh, you know, introduces himself and starts talking to us and says, okay, um, you, guys, you guys look like you're having fun. You, you, you also look like you could use some wine. You guys want some wine? And I remember, you know, being like, are they going to charge me extra for this? Uh, you know, is this okay? And, oh, and I kind didn't of think that I was like, yes, please. And he goes well, no, red the, or white. I was like, white. No, the, well, no. At that point, you know, we kind of looked over at Amy, our wedding planner, and we were like, uh, is this okay? Can, can and she was like, well, whatever chef wants, chef gets. So we're like, we'll take four glasses of wine, please. So yeah, it was it was pretty cool. So you go through your menu tasting, your decisions about what you want it to be again, being able to customize everything along the way. Is that pretty much, for the most part, the extent of the planning session, at least on that day? You probably had enough food and wine that you needed to go home anyway. Take us along some of the other stopping points along the way. Obviously, at some point, you get your estimate back. You're able to adjust that as you need to for your budget. What's the next sort of waypoint? Well, I mean, you know, while we were in the planning session, the, the one thing that kind of struck struck home, struck uh, through to me was, you know, she's like, listen, you guys don't have to be overwhelmed. She said, we get you, we, we have to worry about getting you to point A. Once you're at point A, we take over everything from there. And, um, you know, Steph and I had noticed that they, they literally have everything planned out to the minute. So it's like, all right, this is the time that, you know, Larson is getting ready with him and his groomsmen. This is the time that we get Steph into the car to go over to the wedding pavilion for the ceremony. And then from there, we sweep you up and take you to the next spot. So they literally have everything planned out. So even though it is essentially almost cookie cutter, it, it doesn't feel cookie cutter. Um, but they do have that kind of all squared away. Um, the next step is, pr- is pretty much the guest list. Right? Well, I, I want to just touch on that real quick oh, okay. because, again, as the person who I was actually very involved in the wedding planning, and I put together the binder, and I had literally hundreds of pages. And, look, we talk about us as Disney fans. So a lot of us, when you come to Walt Disney World, it's about the Excel spreadsheets and your ADRs, and you're planning that out six months in advance. So there's huge value in the fact that those things are done for you because that, for us, was a very stressful part of the wedding thing. Trying to coordinate the flowers and the video guy and the church and the limo and all the other, the, all the other puzzle pieces that had to be put in place, uh, you know, there is definitely sort of a benefit to having them take that off of your shoulders, I think. Absolutely. It's, for me, I'm incredibly excited about that day because I know that I wake up, I'm going to spend the morning with my girls, with my best friends, and my mom's going to come over and help me get into my dress, and then all I have to do is show up. And it's not, 
it, it sounds cookie cutter, but it's more streamlined. It's more they've worked out the system to make it work so you can get the most benefit out of it. You're not, I know I'm not going to feel rushed. Okay, hurry, hurry, you need to get over here. It's more they've already set the time. So when we were, when we were making the timeline with Amy, it was, okay, are you going to do a meet and greet before? Which we're going to because we're Jewish and we're going to sign the ketubah together. So, okay, we're going to put this here. And she would rearrange the time to know that we have enough time to do everything. That's what I was saying. It's laid out for you, but you're very much involved in the process, not in a stressful way, but saying, hey, I want to do this. We need to do this, whatever it might be. And they'll be able to adjust what they give you. I tell you, the only time I've really felt overwhelmed was when I had to make decisions on the invitations, which I just said... Mommy, that's yours. <laughs> I, I literally Actually, it was, it was in between the planning session and the menu tasting that we met with the woman for invitations. And at one point, I look over at Steph, and her, she has this look of terror on her face because there's about four different binders open with all this different paper and, f- and uh, folders that this goes in with pockets coming in, stuff coming out of pockets. And she was like, Mom, you take care of this. Um, we're going to go eat. Well, it was more my mom <laughs> saying... Go eat, honey. I got, I got this. And you know what? I trust my mother. I was like, you know what, Mom? Thank you. Well, and, and it sounds like you have that, that trust. You know, it, I get the feeling that you had that immediate comfort level with your wedding planner, too, that what they were doing, not only because they've done it 35,000 times beforehand, but because they know you, they know what you want. You talked about the, the levels of stress, the intense level. For me, it got... Um, and I still have nightmares about this. And this is probably close to where you guys are getting is when it came to the guest list. Because I come from, listen, my last name ends in a vowel. I come from a large <laughs> Italian family. And if the butcher's daughter's next door neighbor isn't invited, you're going to insult somebody. So the guest list and the invitation. Was that sort of the next stop along the way? And then tell me about that part of the process and how Disney got involved. Most definitely. It was definitely the next, the next step of the process. Um, you really have to kind of find that balance of, you know, who, who can we invite, who can't we invite, who should we invite, who do we have to invite. Who really needs to be there? I mean, with, with a destination wedding, which even though we live in Florida, a wedding at Disney, no matter what, is a destination wedding. And when you think about that, yes, you can have a lot of people, but you really want your wedding to be with people that you want to share it with. So I only invited one person that I work with because she's someone that I, I find as a friend. Yes, originally I was going to invite everybody from work, but it's like, do in 10 years am I going to remember these people? Like Those are the questions as, as a bride and a groom I think you need to ask yourself. Who are the people that you really want 10, 15 years from now to look back at pictures and say, I'm glad they were at my wedding? And those are the people you really need to invite. You don't have to invite your third and fourth cousins that you see at bar and bat mitzvahs or confirmations once every in a blue moon. You, you really have to think about the people you want to be there. And, and I had to do that. Larson had to do that. Larson's parents had to do it. And my parents had to do it because their list was longer than everybody's. And but, getting and that's one of the things about getting married. That's one of the reasons why I wasn't able to do it because I couldn't fly down and put up 325 325- of my mother and father's closest friends in Walt Disney World. But if you're local, or again, that's one of the things you have to consider too about having a destination wedding. There is some sort of a a trade-off and sort of a balance that you have to strike there. And not everyone's going to come. And you you think that when you make the guest list, you're like, oh my gosh, all these people are going to come. I've had friends that would love to be there, but it is a destination wedding and it is really expensive to get a hotel room. And, you know, you have to think about all those things and you have to expect that. If you're going to be inviting people from out of town, you have to expect that they might say no. 
and, and uh, let's talk about that. So because it's a destination wedding, in addition to the planning for your portion of it, which is the wedding itself, they, what about things like where are my guests going to stay? Is it, hey, you guys are on your own, you know, figure out your own room, or what, how does that work? Not at all. That's kind of, you know, after you have the guest list all together, um, essentially what it used to be was a, a, they'd give you a wedding website, which has all the information for um, hotel rooms, park tickets, and all that kind of stuff. They've actually recently transitioned over to a Facebook app. So you can literally go into this app and add people to the application and invite them to the wedding website. Actually, they don't even have to be on Facebook, I think they said. Um, but from that, that Facebook website, you can actually go in and say, okay, here's my wedding party. And you can actually assign those people. And it literally looks through your entire friends list for those people. And I can say, okay, this person, he's my best man. This person, he's a groomsman. He's a groomsman. He's a groomsman. She's a bridesmaid. She's maid of honor, so on and so forth. Um, but like I said, in terms of you know hotel rooms and that kind of stuff, it has all the information. So that kind of leads us into the, the room block and, and having to pick that out. Which was stressful um, because it's I don't want to say stressful, but it was more difficult. Because you think room block, you're like, okay, I'm going to reserve 10 room nights at this hotel. We picked a deluxe hotel, a moderate hotel, and a value hotel. Um, actually, we had two deluxe hotels just because we didn't. We wanted to give more people options. Because um, since we're having the wedding at the Grand Floridian, there are going to be people that want to stay there. Um, but we also wanted to do the boardwalk for some people that don't want to stay at the Floridian. We also did one of the All-Stars and one of the Port Orleans. But you have to pick the room block. You pick it by room nights per night. So you have, you pick from like six days and you pick, okay, I'm going to have five nights this night, two nights this night. Very complex. And what you bet, at the number that you pick, you have to fill 75% of them. Then about uh, two months before the wedding, you have the chance to lower that room block, which we did. And they have, they have, there is an Excel spreadsheet I think that they sent us that does go and kind of really helps you um, kind of block out what you think you're going to need. Helps you. I did it. I was confused as heck. It helps her, and it, it helped her so much. It made my life so much easier. Yeah. So I mean, it seems sounds like along the way, they are very much holding your hand, walking yeah. beside you to any sort of. Any question you have? Any question you have? Even with that, I was on the phone. Joe, how do I do this? Okay, this is how you do it. It was very helpful with that. I think that was done after the the very first session. I remember we after we, we picked after. No, 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 no. I thought it was. No? It was after the deposit. All right. I'm going to go back to sleep. <laughs> I'm going to go over to Pecos, Bill. I'll be... <laughs> no. So when you, you finally work out the guest list and everybody at home is hopefully somewhat satisfied, uh, you know, I received something in the mail. I'm, I'm, you know, fortunate enough to be coming to the wedding, which I thought was great. And uh, if you're somewhat familiar with some of the things Disney does, it was nice to get that little reminder in the mail. Disney does save the dates for you. So you can you can order your own or include it. It doesn't cost extra whatsoever. Once you send your guest list to them, they send out the save the, save the dates. And they're beautiful. They're absolutely beautiful save the dates. Um, with a basic Cinderella um, type... What? No, they're fine. You said careful. No, I said... I was going to say carousel, but that was wrong. I meant golden um, carousel. Okay, so they're, they're beautiful. They're absolutely beautiful save the dates. Um, and it doesn't have to, you don't have to worry if it clashes with your invitations because I think it, it takes that extra step. And they're done very beautifully. And again, it's very elegant, but it, it certainly screams Disney wedding to a certain degree because it's got that Cinderella feel 
And that's when my wife said to me, why didn't we get married down here? And, you know, fireworks ensued after that. So, all right. So you're saved today to go out and you've got your wedding, you've got your menu, you've got a lot of these things. How far out are you now and, and what, if anything, has been the next step that you guys had? Invitations were the next step. Um, we also, you know, we got our budget estimate in the mail in that time period as well. And we were making our cuts to it. But I think that's what, with any wedding, you know, up until probably right before the wedding, you're making, you're making your last changes and stuff like that. Um, but we had to wait for the invitations to go out, which went out, um, I want to say, the end of January, mid- middle January. And your wedding date is? March 26th, 2011. The RSVP date is the 14th. February 14th. Valentine's Day, corny. We didn't pick it, but it's cute. Um, so right now we're still receiving uh, responses, and I'm going to make a round of phone calls next Friday for those who have not sent responses in. Um, Don't look at me like that. I said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we know Deanna sent it in. Um, but that's pretty much where where we are now is waiting to see what the final guest will be, which you know we're gonna, we'll know within a, the next few weeks of how many people we're actually dealing with. Um, I also have to check in to see how we're doing with the room block, um, making any final changes, and right now you know just picking up the favors and all the little last minute type things and attendant gifts. And I think something interesting to note, uh, be, being local, something that we had to take into consideration was even people who are local could get hotel rooms. I think that's something that we forgot when we were initially asking for the room block. Um, people, we're, we're getting, um, Disney is going to provide transportation to and from the venue uh, from all of the hotels. Uh, like I said, for, you know, for, I didn't say it, but yes. it's, it's for a price. You can, you can essentially charter buses um, so that your guests don't have to worry about driving from location to the back to their hotel and they'll make stops at kind of all I get you know the hotels, hotels that are in our room block that are that are people are staying at um, and I know people that I'm that I work with who live you know 40 minutes away they they plan on making a weekend out of it um, so definitely something also to keep in mind that I don't think we thought of in the beginning was you know we, we we're local oh everybody's just gonna you know people who are local are just gonna drive there for the thing and, and you know not worry about it yeah and and as we're starting to get close and, and you're just about to get to some of those next points which is going to be thinking about things like well, let me ask you this real quick what about things like rehearsal dinner is that something that you're going to do as part of Disney as well or are you going oh yeah our, our rehearsal dinner is going to be awesome if the weather permitting um, our <laughs> rehearsal dinner is going to be in Epcot at Italy Isola West overlooking the water um it's going to be from like 7 to 9 30 the day before the wedding the night before the wedding so where everyone's going to be there to watch illuminations which is going to be a great experience because a lot of people in the bridal party have either been to disney once or twice or never so it's going to be a very amazing experience for us because it's going to be romantic and you know we went to illuminations the night after we got engaged we went out to dinner to blue zoo to celebrate and then it's it's kind of our thing to go watch it so it's nice to be able to share that with the people that are closest to us. You know, and the nice thing too, and it was it was nice watching you sort of glow as you talked about your rehearsal dinner and, and watching you as you're talking about the planning because you seem a lot less stressed than my wife and I did uh, as we were planning. And it is sort of that idea of that fairy tale wedding without it being all, you know, when you think Disney wedding, it's not about Mickey Mouse and Cinderella and characters. It can be your idea of what you want your wedding to be. And again, they can do as much or as little and as Disney-fy it or as theme it as much as you want. You want, we're in Adventureland, you want a pirate-themed wedding, they can do it, yeah. And it's also about 
for me, I always love the hidden Mickeys of it. In our invitation, there's a little, there's several little elegant Mickeys. Well, my bouquet is going to have crystal Mickeys in it that you're only going to see up close. But it's that touch to to me that means something to me. Um, so it's it's very exciting. We're very very excited about it all. So if each of you, and maybe largely from maybe a, a guy groom perspective. What's the one bit of advice or one thing to keep in mind for somebody that is thinking about doing a Disney wedding? Something that you learned that either was surprising or something that is good going in to know or understand? Let her do all the work. Oh, shut up. <laughs> or her mother. Let her mother do all the work. <laughs> just show up for the... No, I'm just kidding. The... Um... Uh, I don't know. You go, and then I'll, I'll come up with one. I, I don't have advice for the groom. I'm the bride. No, I know. Yeah, you do. <laughs> that, that was the question. Think of mine. My advice is to it, it go in with your expectations, but let them be blown away. Um, because we had talked for years about getting married at, at Disney, and I was never going to get married in that wedding pavilion. And I walked in there and found love. Um, so go in with the expectation that you're going to. Ha- you're going to plan an amazing party and you can't afford it no matter what your budget is and realize that you're really going to be taken care of and it's going to be the entire experience is going to be something you're never going to forget and you're not going to look back at the wedding planning and going oh I was about to kill him the entire time I wanted to kill myself my mother blah 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 you actually were enjoying it and it was part it almost felt like it was part of the wedding you know, that menu tasting, as I say, was probably one of the best dining experiences I have, and I'll always remember that. And that's not something I'm going to ever have the chance to do again. So you really want to take it all in. It's an amazing experience. And that's exactly what I sort of wanted to close out with, which is, you know, part of your Disney wedding isn't necessarily the day and the ceremony and the reception and the food. It's about the experience. And the experience of the planning is not the stressful thing like me with my binder and spreadsheets and notes and, and running back and forth it was something very enjoyable and something that seems that you guys really have relish and it's going to be a memorable part of it my um our, our photographer actually is a, a very very good friend of mine he's a co-worker of mine and the thing that actually he always says to me is he's like you're really excited about this wedding aren't you and which he said he really doesn't see that with grooms um but like i said i've had fun every step of the process maybe it's because i've worked here maybe it's because i grew up coming here um but it's been it's been a fun ride and and i just keep looking forward to to the big day and you know it's yeah, just really, really looking forward to it. It's interesting because as we get closer, of course I'm excited for the ceremony and of course I'm excited for the party. But what I'm really looking forward to is my all my closest family and friends being in Disney with us. And it's that entire weekend is going to be, you know, a celebration. It's going to be a vacation, something that I don't know if I'll ever be able to do again with all of my family and friends because... Some of us live in L.A., some of us live in Florida, a lot of us still live up north. It's not something that we can we can do a lot of. So for us to be able to all be together, and yeah, it's going to be a party celebrating us too, which will be, I'm sure we'll be fine. Um, it's the entire event from when we check into the hotel on Wednesday and my friends start arriving to when we check out the, the next week is it's going to be amazing my, my cousin's kids are actually more excited to come to Disney than to come to the wedding so they're coming actually that's a couple true. days days it's earlier and that's all they care about <laughs> I mean listen I was going to say that the thing I'm most excited about is not only 
you know, watching guys get married, but really the, the beef short ribs, but really <laughs> being able to experience it vicariously through you and experience the day. Uh, I know five minutes in, I'm going to get a whack on the shoulder from my wife saying, see, we could have done this. <laughs> and we start talking about renewing our vows. You know, that's what we've been looking to maybe, you know, 15, 20 years, renewing our vows and, and doing it here because they can do it. And if you want to do something for uh, a couple and it's just two people there or for 200 or 500 or whatever it is, they can find a way to accommodate. But part of the reason why I want to do this is because I did want other people to understand the process and, again, follow you along. We're going to continue to follow on your journey. Um, I think it's just so odd that the Pirates of the Caribbean music is playing in the background. The battle um, has almost begun. It's, uh, but it's not. But it has been, it's been an adventure. and It's been one that you guys have definitely enjoyed. And that's what I wanted to sort of understand from the early stages of the planning process. Uh, for more information, not necessarily about Larson and Stephanie personally, <laughs> but about Disney Weddings, of course, go over to DisneyWeddings.com. You can also make it, if you're around here or, or be coming down and thinking about a Disney wedding, you can call up Disney Weddings, uh, maybe come by and, and talk to a coordinator, go look at Frank Studio, get a tour of the wedding pavilion, get an idea of what they can do for you. And again, thank you guys for letting us share in this with you and, and follow along the way. Pleasure's all ours, you know. Come, I know that the, uh, what do you call it, the cocktail hour is going to be outside at uh, Summer House, so. Oh, everybody can come. Everybody come on over. Every, yeah. we, we won't be there, unfortunately. <laughs> We're going to be knee-deep in photos, I'm sure. But th- I, we hope that we can help you guys make your wedding dreams come true. Awesome. Lars and Stephanie, thanks very much, guys. Thank you. Tell me again about the beef short ribs. <laughs> well, I mean, talk not, slowly. Not necessarily the beef short ribs, but it's more the macaroni and cheese that it sits on with the five different five cheeses. cheese, and white and truffle, truffle oil, oil macaroni and cheese. Yes. Look at the skies. They have stars in their eyes on this lovely That's all the time we have for this week's show. Thanks again to my friends Larson and Stephanie for letting us tag along and be part of their wedding planning process. They'll be back as they get farther along in the wedding process, and they'll also have a few videos along the way as well. We are now one week, finally, in the last few days before the WDW Radio Cruise aboard the Disney Dream. Again, if you're coming aboard, make sure you visit www.radiocruise.com for itinerary, details, scans of all the navigators from the maiden voyage, links to forum discussions, lots, lots more. If you are unable to join us on the cruise, definitely stay tuned to Twitter, twitter.com slash Lumangelo or facebook.com slash WDW Radio as I will try and broadcast live from the cruise, uh, if possible. Certainly going to try and do a newscast, at least on the Wednesday while we're at sea. Speaking of the newscast, be sure you join us every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for a live interactive news show covering Walt Disney World. I do a live video broadcast where you can be part of it and discuss and talk about the news real-time in the chat room. All you need to do is visit wdwnewscast.com to watch and uh, be part of the chat. If you can't make it live, don't forget you can also watch later on that evening and anytime 
and continue the conversation over in our YouTube channel. We're youtube.com slash WDW Radio. I'll also put the audio portion of the newscast right in the podcast feed. Sure, be, be sure and go and subscribe to WDW Radio over in iTunes. If you want to be part of the show, you can send me an email with any questions that you might have to lou at wdwradio.com. If you want to be heard on the air, you can call the voicemail toll-free at 888-703-2171. Be sure and come by the website over at wdwradio.com. There, you can not only check out the show notes for this week's show, but all of the past episodes of the podcast. We also have blog posts, photo galleries, You can also check out all the videos that we have, and I will be posting some more videos uh, definitely within the next week or two. Certainly more from the Disney Dream that's coming. Make sure you check for the video section on the site. You can also sign up for our free email newsletter. Find out all the ways you can connect with the show and really be part of the community and join the WDW Radio forums where you can talk with other Disney fans in a fun, family-friendly, safe environment. You'll find a link to the forums right on the top of the homepage of WDWRadio.com. While you're there, don't forget you can shop in the WDW Radio store where you can order signed copies of my Walt Disney World Trivia Books, Volumes 1 and 2. And you can also purchase the audio guides to Walt Disney World where I take you on a virtual walking tour through Walt Disney World's history, overlooked experiences, details, and lots more. There's Main Street, Adventureland, Fantasyland, Liberty Square, and of course Mickey's Toontown Fair, as I make my way getting ready to finish the Magic Kingdom and work through the rest of the Disney parks. There's a special going on right now. You can buy all five on CD. Special offer there. You can also get them as a group or individually as instantly downloadable MP3 files as well. I have just finished proofing issue 16 of Celebrations Magazine, the bi-monthly print publication from me, Tim Foster, and a host of incredible contributors. The next issue is full of lots of Epcot goodness, including some Wayback Machine articles about horizons, the land, some things that never came to be. There's interviews, games, lots more. You can find out more, order individual or back issues, or subscribe over at celebrationspress.com. Quick reminder about a few upcoming meets of the month in Walt Disney World. The next one is going to be next Saturday, February 26th, 9.30 a.m. over at the Boardwalk Bakery. The following March's meet is going to be Saturday, March 5th from 1.30 to 3.30. We'll meet at the outdoor seating area of the Yakineti Restaurant at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Spend some time there and then go ride Expedition Everest. For more information about these meets, find out how you can RSVP on Facebook, although you don't need to. And remember, anyone and everyone is invited. You can go and visit DisneyMeets.com. There you'll also find out information about some upcoming events and meets we have planned, including Destination D in Walt Disney World, D23 Expo out in Disneyland, our Adventures by Disney trip, lots more coming. And if you can't make it for these meets of the month, don't forget, we get together every month in Walt Disney World. So make sure and stay tuned to DisneyMeets.com for more information. Quick thanks as always to my partners and sponsors, including MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. They are my official and recommended travel provider for all your vacation planning needs. Becky Mankin and her team can not only help you get the best deal for your Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney vacation, but more importantly, they're going to offer you the best possible personal service that really is their hallmark. You can check them out over at mousefantravel.com. 
If you're coming to Walt Disney World and are interested in getting a vacation home that has a private pool, spa, kitchen, game rooms, multiple master bedrooms, lots more, allstarvacationhomes.com has more than 150 within five miles of Walt Disney World. Great way to spend a Walt Disney World vacation. And if you want to stay right in the heart of Walt Disney World, go check out the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin. They are some of my favorite places to stay, not just because of the 17 world-class restaurants and lounges. Oh, how I love you, Blue Zoo. But there's great, wonderful guest rooms with the incredible heavenly bed, the Mandara Spa, lots more, including a number of Disney benefits as well. Check them out over at swananddolphin.com. Lots more that I'm working on for the show and site and new projects as well that I'm hoping to roll out and introduce to you over the next few weeks and months. So definitely stay tuned to the show. Also going to have some new contests coming up and coming back to the show. Again, lots more than I'm working on. Really, really looking forward to the meets of the month coming up. Certainly to meeting and seeing everybody on board the Disney Dream in just under a week. Uh, Can't tell you we've been waiting for this for so long. It's finally here and, and I'm looking forward to a great time and making and meeting so many new friends. And speaking of friends, remember guys, you are my friends whether we have met or not and I am sincerely grateful for you taking the time to listen to the show this and every week. As always, if you like the show, all I ask is that you please help spread the word. Let others know about it. If you're on Twitter, tweet out that you're listening. Share the link over on Facebook or in your favorite discussion forums. And please come by, review the show and the free WDW Radio iPhone app over in iTunes. Speaking of the iPhone, I want to make a quick mention. For those of you who are on the Google Android device, be sure and check out the blog from this past week over at WDWRadio.com. I have detailed instructions there on how you can get the WDW Radio Show right on your Android device. Um, That is going to do it for this week's show. Again, thanks for listening. Please come by, be part of the community, keep the conversation going, both in the show notes, on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, wherever you like. And as always, my friends, I hope that you find the inspiration to start to pursue your passion and follow your dreams. And when you do, always keep moving forward so until next week until the disney dream my friends have a great week everybody see ya hi this is ron from kentucky Uh, i'm calling in response to a question that was asked on show 209 about what listeners think we should do to uh or disney should do with discover island um discovery island i guess is what it is uh my suggestion, when I think of islands, the thing I think of in modern-day Disney history is the Incredible and um, Syndrome Island Lair. And I'm thinking maybe they ought to build an attraction or, or some kind of experience to where uh, four people could, could do a tour um, to where they would go in and it would be set up like some of the things that Syndrome had done on his island. And, uh, you know, it would be a kind of an interactive experience, um, something like that. Uh, just kind of thinking out loud, it's a very rough schedule, uh, rough idea, but it just that first thing that comes to my mind is when I think about an island and modern Disney thing, that it would be, could, could do an Incredibles, uh, kind of an Incredibles role-playing experience for families. Uh, just a suggestion and just my response to the question. Enjoy the show and... Thanks a lot. Have a good day. Bye-bye.
Hey Lou, I'm just sitting here on the beach of the Polynesian waiting for wishes to start in about a minute or two. And to give you a big thanks for helping me get uh, the podcast on to Google Listen by just subscribing to it. Really appreciate your help. Thanks. Talk to you later. Hey Lou, it's Darlene Nagy from West Seneca, New York, <clears throat> Buffalo. And I just wanted to say yay! We are one week out now from the cruise. We've already passed the probably um, getting on the ship uh, timing. So I am so totally thrilled. I cannot wait to meet all of my Deck 7 friends and everybody else on the cruise and getting to know everyone. We are going to have such a fun, fun time. So... You have a great week. Everybody, get packing. Talk to y'all real soon. Bye. You've got a friend.